Lynn Fraser is going to help your finances get into shape. Financial Fitness with Lynn Fraser on Family Radio CHRI. Good morning and welcome to the Financial Fitness Show with Lynn Fraser. This morning, I'm excited to have my friend and business partner, Rick Harper, in the studio with me. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Lynn. And Rick is with me today. We're going to depart slightly from the track that we've been on in terms of um, following the steps to financial fitness and opening the keys, the spiritual mm-hmm. keys. And today we're going to talk specifically about mortgages. It's the time of year that people are buying homes. It's the time of year that mortgages mm-hmm. are coming up for renewal. And it seems to be an area of passion for me. So um, so Rick's here to spend some time and ask the questions that many of you, the listeners, are likely to ask and uh, to be your representative. So good morning. Good morning. Well, well, Lynn, I get the pleasure day in and day out um, to watch you on the mortgage side. My, my office is right next to yours. And literally, I get to see and hear a lot of what goes on. And, and we've been friends now for probably 10 years mm-hmm. and heard a lot of, from you and about you and just wanted to ask you some questions. In fact, you asked me to be on the radio show and I said, well, but I want to ask you questions. There you go. You get to be the one this morning. So, and I'm pleased to ask you some things. And But primarily, I know you're, you're in a sense... Um, primary business or whatever you want to call it has been as a mortgage broker over the last 10 years. That's, true. That's not been your primary ministry, interestingly enough, but it's been related to that. Mm-hmm. And what so. I want to ask you is, on the, as a mortgage broker, because that, that is your, your business per se, what do you do? Really what my job is, is to represent the client. Mm. Um, Whenever someone is dealing directly with a financial institution, we all know that their number one motive is profit. And as long as the bank's profits coming out of your pocket, they cannot do what's best for you. Mm. It's just counter to what their whole purpose is. So um, as a mortgage broker or mortgage consultant, um, my role is to act on the behalf of the clients. And in fact, the more that the clients save the more my business grows. So it's not counter to, mm. uh, to my purpose. It's, in fact, my purpose. Well, in business, the stated purpose for any company is to create a profit for its shareholders. So for the bank is really working to profit their shareholders more than they are for the interest of their clients. And that's true of any financial institution, in all honesty. Now, I'm not saying that, that I don't profit. Right? Mm. I, I do earn an income when I place mortgages. Mm. Um, but in fact... The greater the client saving, the more my big, my business grows because they refer more of their friends, family, and colleagues, people they care about, to me. So my business grows as clients' savings increase. Mm. But Ab- that's not the sole purpose. Well, absolutely, because I've seen you um, either recommend people not to do a mortgage or particularly consolidations at that t- this time or whatever. So you've given advice, and that's one of the things that attracted me to find out more about you 10 years ago when I met you, that seemed counterintuitive to the typical mortgage industry. It's true in that um, the commissions I earn are based on the the number of mortgages I place and the size of the mortgages I place. Mm -hmm. So the more frequently that I can convince someone to take a mortgage or or a higher mortgage, then in fact my business increases or my 
uh, I wouldn't say my business volume increases, but my income certainly does when I do that. Um, but I believe that, that my checks are God provides for me. He writes the checks to me. And I have found that regardless of uh, the commission, that if I do what's right mm. and I give good, solid advice and I help people to be good stewards of what they've been entrusted in with, my business continues to grow. And I've never mm. had to worry about whether I have enough clients. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, that brings up an interesting point. When my wife and I um, first went out to get our very first mortgage, um, interestingly enough, we ended up dealing with a mortgage broker because we figured out it would save us a fair amount of money and get us better service. But I was surprised at the amount of mortgage that we qualified for. Do you have any comments about that? Yeah. Um, financial institutions will qualify you for a mortgage that you really can't afford. Hmm. Um, particularly if you're a Christian and you do any kind of giving, because they don't figure out giving and tithing as part of your financial oh, mix, right? Absolutely. So um, they will encourage you to purchase a home um, uh, based on ratios that uh, ratios of your income. So 32% of your gross income, they say, can go to housing, hmm. um, and 40% of your gross income can go to housing and debt. Um, in my experience, those types of ratios will generally mean that you can't afford to have a life and have a house. Hmm. And so what do I qualify for is really the wrong question to ask. Well, absolutely. I know uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that we're partners in the, the coaching business. Um, and in, in that coaching business all the time, we do see people where they just have too much mortgage to be affordable in the long term. And one of the things that I have admired is watching you actually discourage people from taking on more mortgage than than they really can afford to do and live a life and so yeah i take a little different approach um, when i'm meeting with a client um, rather than just saying okay here's your income therefore your ratios are this and you qualify for this um, i'll spend time with my clients asking them questions about their lifestyle and mm what their costs of living are. What does it cost you to travel to work? What does it cost you to eat? What, what about recreation for your children or yourself? Are you involved in sports? Are there things? So we'll go through a mini budget. So mm. at, um, before we actually determine what the mortgage amount should be, we know how much is available to spend on housing. And then, so we put the life in first, then Amen. we put in the mortgage. Which yeah. is count that's opposite to what financial institutions do. Oh, absolutely. Now, one question that came to my mind is when my impression has been, generally speaking, when you deal with a mortgage broker, that you're going to get a pretty good interest rate, um, at least better than the posted rates at the bank. Can you talk a little bit about interest rates and how that works sure. with banks and mortgage brokers? Sure. Um, financial institutions talk about interest rates a lot. In mm. fact, that's the thing that you always see advertised. And I say that really uh, in advertising the interest rates, what they want to do is take your focus off interest costs. Yes. And so at the end of the day, the interest rates from institution to institution are virtually the same. There's mm. very little difference. It may, it may vary slightly um, depending on timing, but not hugely. Uh, the posted rates, if, if someone is crazy enough to take a mortgage or uh, any type of borrowing with a financial institution at their first offering, 
then they're going to sign you up for something that you that is way more expensive than it needs to be. So the posted rates definitely aren't the best rates available. No, they're not. Uh, but not everyone knows that. Mm. So often um, this this it's a marketing machine. The bank is really a major marketing machine. That's their job. Mm. And so when someone approaches them for a mortgage, the first rate they give you is not their best rate. Mm. But if you don't know that, then you may end up with that interest rate and pay way more than is necessary. Their next their next ploy or marketing strategy, yeah. I should say. Their next marketing strategy is um, then to say to you, well, you know what you could do if you're not satisfied with this rate? You could go and talk to a mortgage broker and find right. out what their best rate is and then come back and see us, which is um, – <laughs> that, That's a bit odd. So, so in a sense, you do the, all the work to get a lower rate for the client and then they want you to go back to the bank? That's true. They will do that. That is that is a strategy they use because they know then that if you come back to the bank, they've got you. Yeah. In, in that, we're most likely to not want to have to uh, spend time at any more than one or two places. And so the, if they can get you back um, after talking to the mortgage broker, then you're likely to stay with them. It seems like a weird practice, though, because it's kind of like having a – needing to go out and get a big stick to carry with you back in your mortgage negotiation with the bank in order to force them or twist their arm to do what maybe they should have offered you in the first place. Is that fair to say? It is. It is fair to say. But it's uh, and so the onus is put on you, the client, to really do the work, to do the homework. Um, uh, renewals, that's a whole other story. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. Um, at the end of the day... Financial institutions are really trying to get as much money out of your pocket as possible. And with as a mortgage agent, I know what the interest rates are with all the financial institutions mm. right from the get-go. There is no negotiation required. Mm. I know what the best rates are. And who's offering the best rate today is probably different than what who's offering the best rate tomorrow. It'll change slightly. Mm. And so the clients don't have to do any negotiation with me. They're going to find out right up front, straight up front, what mm. the best rate is. And if tomorrow it changes, if you've made a commitment to me and the lender today, if it changes tomorrow, I'm going to switch you to the, next, to the other lender that's offering a better rate tomorrow. So you've got mm. some – really do have someone that's working on your behalf. That's kind of interesting because at the sometimes at big financial institutions, you get the impression that um, – it is a privilege if they allow you to do business with them. And yet on the flip side, as a mortgage broker, what you're saying is they're competing in a sense to get you to place business for you. That's correct. Or with them. So in all this, interesting question I think most people would have is, okay, so I could go see a mortgage broker. They might be able to negotiate a better rate for me, but then I have to pay the mortgage broker. So how does that work? The mortgage broker is paid 99.9% of the time by the financial institution. So it doesn't come out of the client's pocket. So it's really interesting. I work for the client, but the client doesn't pay me. Ah. The only time that a mortgage broker would charge a fee is in the event that it's a particularly complex situation mm. and that would require um, more effort. but. That would become very clear clear very early in the scenario, and the client would know well in advance if a mortgage broker fee is going to be required. But that's rare. 
Okay. Well, that's interesting. Now, I'm just thinking it through in terms of timing. I had heard one time from a real estate agent that June 30th was the largest closing date of the year for real estate. So that's I would true. assume that most mortgages would be tied to a, a similar date. So just asking you the question, how soon is it to go talk to a mortgage broker or someone about your mortgage if it's coming due or even if it's not coming due, but you've seen some of the rates out there and, and say, I think I could do better on the rate right now? Do it now. doesn't matter. In fact, there is no harm, no matter whether your mortgage is coming up for renewal on June 30th or October 30th or February 28th of next year. Um, it's never too soon to uh, explore your options. In fact, I can do the math very quickly for someone to determine whether it makes sense to to switch out of their mortgage early. It may, mm. because interest we are anticipating interest rates increasing. So take advantage of the low rates now. There, there may be penalties, but we can do the math to determine whether it is. Well, I know enough about that industry to know that mortgages that are historically very low rates these days, even still, even with the slight increase that's happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, Just another point on that, Rick. Uh, so there are a number of people out there that are purchasing a home that will close or they will mm. take possession end of June, July, or August of this year. Those people, even if they have signed a, or an, an initial agreement with their financial institution hmm. or they have a pre-approval with an institution, they are not obligated to carry on with that institution. There is nothing wrong. In fact, I encourage them to get a second opinion. Hmm. In other words, we could switch to a different institution today and still have it close on June 24th hmm. if it made sense for the client. Wow, that's great. Now, if, interestingly enough, when you talk about a little bit about the interest rates, um, is there a difference? If you just, if let's say you're not purchasing a new house, but your, your mortgage is just renewing, what typically happens in that process in the industry? Um, and what's the difference between it renewing with a mortgage broker like yourself or it just renewing with the, the bank or financial institution you're currently with? What the financial institution will do is send out a renewal notice probably two to three weeks prior to the renewal date. <laughs> oh, that's lots of notice. Uh-huh. It's intentional, right? They, they're uh-huh. hoping. They're hoping that you're too busy or mm. too distracted or don't have time to make the switch. Or we all have busy lives. So 80% of the people that are offered a mortgage renewal with their financial institution sign it. And it's typically 1% to 1.5% higher than what they should have to pay. Okay, wait, 1% to 1.5% higher? Yeah. So on a, a, is my math correct here? On a $200,000 mortgage, wouldn't that cost you an extra $2,000 a year? Uh-huh. Minimum. Minimum. Right. When you, so on a five-year mortgage, that would be $10,000 for yes. the privilege of not giving you notice. That's right. Okay. So how I counter that is anyone that has done business with me in the past will receive a letter from me about 120 days prior to the maturity date. Okay. Encouraging the contact the client to contact me immediately. At that point what I'm going to do is is secure an interest rate. Hmm. Like a pre-approval with with a financial institution that's good for 120 days. 
then when the maturity date comes, we can assess. Should we stay with the institution that you're currently with? Should we switch it to another institution? Um, but at least we have secured the rate well in advance so that you're not trapped in the event that the rates are increasing. And, and that if the rates go down even lower, what happens, though, with this? I ensure that I deal with a financial institution that will automatically lower your rate, your pre-approved rate, oh, okay. if the rates go down. So you've got nothing to lose from what you're Absolutely explaining nothing. here. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're in that situation and you're looking at it and saying, you know what, I've, there's better better options for me when I renew my mortgage. Um, I want to move it from my financial institution. Are there any – what are the barriers to moving? Is it a big hassle? Is it not much of a hassle? Are the costs, fees, what's, what's involved? Well, the financial institutions would want you to think that it's a big hassle. It's mm. not that big. They may give you a little bit of a hard time because they, they, they want you to stay, right? They want to take advantage yeah. of you. <laughs> and so um, uh, they may give you a little bit of a hard time when you're wanting to know what your payout balance is. or um, hmm. They will charge you a discharge fee of, of approximately $300 to have you leave their institution. That's really your only cost at maturity to leave and go somewhere else. That doesn't really compare to the... $10,000 you might be faced with if you miss renegotiating on your renewal. No, it doesn't compare. But you know what? Even if, even if, Rick, they offer you the very best rate that they have, and I am able to match that rate and no better, yep. it still makes sense to switch because um, while you're with a financial institution, you know that their whole purpose is to is to get as much out of your pocket as possible. Mm. If you have if I have placed a mortgage on your behalf, then my job over the next five years, ten years, or as long as I'm in this business, which mm. and I'm plan on staying around for a while, my whole purpose is to create strategies with you and for you that are going to con- lower your interest costs over time. I don't just place your mortgage and forget about you. Mm. I'm looking at the market. I'm looking at the rates. I'm communicating with my clients on a regular basis. At least once a year, we're doing an annual checkup to say, what should we be doing? Should we be actively taking a different stance? Mm. Or should we be changing the mortgage product now in midterm because it's going to make financial sense for you? Really, I become actively involved in your mortgage plan for now and the future. Well, I've seen even email newsletters and stuff you send out that recommend, okay, this is a good time to look at your mortgage for this reason or that reason. And I've seen you contact clients, so I know you do that. So that is definitely different than I think the typical experience at at a bank or a major financial institution. Very much so. In in fact, with the variable rate clients that I have, they're on a – they get an email from me periodically telling me telling them what's happening in the variable rate mm. field right now prime is changing right and yes. and so interest rates are changing um, I want my variable rate clients to contact me and discuss their options. When is it a good time to lock in? They need to know that. Banks don't want them to know when no. is a good time to lock in. And in fact, often if you do call your bank, you're likely to get information that's not in your interest anyway. So why would you call? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, I had heard one time that there can be some complication in moving a mortgage if you have a line of credit 
tied to that. Does that make any sense? It does. Um, More than once I've had clients come to me that wanted to switch their mortgage from Mm -hmm. one institution to um, take advantage of a better opportunity and discovered that the mortgage that they had put in place had a line of credit attached to it. And, in fact, their banker sold it to them and said, well, you can put the line of credit in place. You don't have to use it. It doesn't cost you any money. It's really easy to do. But it's there available to you in case you ever use it or need it. Mm. The thing is, if they have done that, you cannot just transfer out your mortgage. Okay. Clients don't necessarily know that. They haven't been Mm. informed of that. And so what it means is that if you've got a line of te- credit attached to your mortgage, you have to create a new mortgage, which means a new lawyer involved. I imagine that decreases even your negotiating ability within that financial institution. Yeah, they have you trapped. Because they would know you. they have they you have trapped. trapped. So what's the difference between that kind of line of credit or then a line of credit you, that you set up at a different time? If it is registered against your home. If it's called mm. a secured line of credit. So you've, done, you've got a line of credit that's offering the best interest rate. So mm. c- prime plus one or 3.25% right now. Um, it's registered on the property. It's registered with the land titles uh, uh, registration office. And therefore, you cannot just transfer it from mm. institution to institution. So it, to break that commitment, you actually need to get a new mortgage with a lawyer registering it again. Wow. That doesn't sound like a fun, fun experience. So that is just another way that you can get trapped in some of this. It's true. It's not really um, making the switch is, is a little bit of a hassle because you're going to have to provide information. You're going to have to provide letters of employment, pay stubs. But that's what my job is. My mm. job is to arrange all the paperwork and go through all the steps and take care of all the um, place of uh, sending the documentation to the lawyer and making sure everything is done for you, um, so that it you should never be trapped with a financial institution. This whole concept, well, I've done business there all my life, and so they're going to treat me well, is not true. They're, they don't they don't have any particular loyalty to you. Hmm. Um, in fact, I spoke to a client recently who has a relatively large business, who has all their business accounts with a particular bank and has been dubbed as a preferred client mm. with the banks, which means they, should, they, they believe that they should get the best fees and rates because of all the business they do with the bank, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's a standard way that, of That thinking. was the impression I'd have, at least. When their mortgage came up for renewal, it wasn't a small mortgage. It was a four or $500,000 mortgage. The bank still told them that their rate was... 0.3 or 0.4% higher than what was available through me. Again. Yeah. Again. Even though, and, and they did go back and negotiate and say, but my mortgage broker said that this is the current rate. And they still charged them higher because they had the privilege of having all their business there. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. That, that means as a privileged client, you're paying an extra $1,500 a year, even in that scenario, likely. Yeah. So what you privilege. think you might be saving... Um, in terms of having your business accounts and being a preferred client. Uh, Uh, They're going to make up in another way. Wow. 
Well, Lynn, I, I could ask you a bunch more questions on this. I'm very fascinated and uh, learning a lot myself just talking to you this morning. But we do have to wrap up for the day. And I just thank you for allowing me to put you on the hot seat a little bit and ask you some questions this morning. That's fun. So. It's fun. You know, I, um, this, is my, this has been my life for a long time. And to have an opportunity to talk about it is uh, very enjoyable for me. Um, I'm, uh, I'm committed to seeing every single person in the city and, in, in fact, across mm. the nation because I can deal with people all across Canada, and I do. Mm. Um, I am sick and tired of seeing people taken advantage of and being trapped by financial institutions because they think it's easier or because they think they don't have any options or just because they're accustomed to seeing a certain name on a sign and so they become complacent mm. and uh, I, we're, we're, we're going to break that this year Amen. Well, well can I ask you one last question yes. and that's could you pray yes please and help us <laughs> yes please close off this day so Father we just thank you we thank you that you are always interested you have called us to be good stewards of what you've entrusted to us. Mm-hmm. You've given us uh, many tools, and most, yeah, mostly you have given us the power of the Holy Spirit um, to guide us and to give us wisdom and discernment. You will give us wisdom when we seek you. Lord, for each and every person that's listening today, Lord, I ask that you will prompt them to take whatever steps they need to take to be set free that you will prompt them, Lord, to make the decisions, the right decisions for good stewardship so that the, uh, all the talents and the resources you've entrusted into their hands will be used for good. Lord, I know that as we remove, as we reduce the profits of the financial institutions and, keep, and transfer that interest back into the kingdom, Lord, there is going to be so mm-hmm. much available for the work that you have planned for your children. And so... Bless them, Lord. Give them wisdom and discernment. Show them where to go. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing the outcome as your children are set free and the resources are released for your purposes. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, thank you for listening today. Um, want to let you know that there is a financial fitness seminar coming up on June 17th where we'll be talking about simple steps that you can take to become free and to become a good steward of what you've been entrusted with. Simple, practical steps for getting out of debt and becoming free. Well, that's June 17th. Call the office at 613-520-4157. Please register in advance. We have limited seating. It's from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. at Upper Room Furniture. Uh, which is off Pinecrest, Queensview Drive. But call the office and we'll give you the details. Again, 613-520-4157. You can email your questions to financialfitness at chri.ca. You can find us um, on chri.ca. Go to the Financial Fitness logo. You can listen to any of the archive shows there at any time it's convenient to you. Um, You can... Find our contact information, our email addresses, and everything you need to know about More Than Enough Financial Fitness and Lynn Fraser & Associates Neighborhood Dominion Lending Center. It's all there. We look forward to hearing from you, and we look forward to spending time again with you next week where you will find hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. God bless.